Good personal finance involves identifying what you want in your life, both now and in the future, and creating a plan to fund all those things. Mindy Crary. Man's time here is finite, but the influence of a man is infinite. The question is what shall we do with the daylight that remains? You literally are a small business, so manage it well. (laughs) I love talking about the inspirational topics of leadership and growth and all those things, but I also want to provide you with the tactical strategies to help you accelerate your journey and ensure success. So, I mean, isn't that all we all want? It's like an insured success. (laughs) It's my personal belief that personal finance affects most other areas of our lives, especially if you are in poor financial shape. So um, it's it's absolutely necessary to get a handle on your money. Uh, it doesn't have to be big money. It can be really quite small money, and you can still fund all the things you desire and need and want and give yourself the f- sort of peace and time and freedom and uh, security that you need to have good relationships, uh, positive experiences with the people you love, etc. But there's a few things that will take people down on occasion. And, and uh, if finances gets in the way of, of the more important things like relationships and health and stuff like that, uh, you're going to regret not having managed your money well, right? So literally think of yourself as a small business because that's how it works, you provide a good or service in exchange for income, right? So whether you are a small business owner or you are a salaried or you know hourly employee, you literally provide some sort of service or good in exchange for money. And that's all that a business does. So then you collect the money and redistribute it according to your needs and the needs of your loved ones and the people and influences in your life. And so... Um, You need to assign a certain amount of money to each of those locations and make sure that it gets there and that you don't go over budget all the time on various things. So hopefully you save some for a rainy day. You invest, you know, in yourself, uh, whether that's education or um, health or whatever. Invest in your future so that you can retire well and have security as, as life moves forward. Seek new opportunities to increase your income and diversify your income streams. Uh, Use debt wisely. Now, um, a lot of times when you get into these personal finance things, they just say, avoid debt, get out of debt, whatever. I think there's um, wise debt and poor debt. Um, Some people call it efficient debt and inefficient debt. Nevertheless, there's, there's certain ways that you should be using your debt Uh, using debt to your advantage, and there's certain debts you should absolutely avoid. So um, that's why I say use debt wisely. Account for every dollar. That's what a business has to do. If, if If you're like an entrepreneurial type and you think, someday I want to run a business, I want to be a business owner. Well, this is a huge piece of being a business owner is accounting for every dollar, not only because you have to pay taxes on your money and and 
in order to avoid paying too much tax, you need to know how much you can spend and reinvest in your business and things like that and write off, etc. In order to not overpay taxes, like you need to account for every dollar so that you know how much money's coming in, how much is going out, how much needs to be paid, how much can be stocked away. Um, how can you plan for your future if you don't know revenue cycles, right? So in your own life, you need to know your revenue cycle. Um, and then pay attention to taxes and how to do that. The list goes on and on, but that's that's you know there's a handful of things that are pretty much critical to any business and to any individual. You need to make sure you're on top of those. So if you can manage your money stream well, you, uh, you're well on your way to not only retiring well, but also managing a larger business. So if that is something you're interested in, in fact that that kind of reminds me of. Um, one of the funniest parts of, of listening to those those lengthy Jim Rohn talks, um, and he says something, he's talking about money, and and he says, have you ever heard someone say, I don't know where it all goes? And he says, we ought to have you run our business, right? Sarcastically, of course. Isn't that the truth? Like, you don't know where your own money went. Like, why would I want you in my business? That seems pretty messy pretty careless and uh, and uh, don't treat yourself that way either. If you don't know where it all goes, you damn well better figure out where it all goes and uh, give it an assignment. Um, <laughs> so it's also the same with like your time, talent, and energy too. Like if, if you didn't set goals or assign your time and energy to certain tasks and uh, properly move in the direction of your goals, well, because you don't have any, you'll probably end up spinning your wheels a lot and feeling like you spent a lot of time doing who knows what over the last year. Or if you did set goals, you failed to assign the proper time and attention and energy, you're surely going to be throwing that list out pretty early in the year and, uh, waiting for the next New Year's party to come around and so you can set new goals that won't make you feel so bad about yourself, right? It's not because your goals were too high or too big. It's because you didn't allocate the right resources, time, talent, energy into those goals. So it's the same with money. It's the same with health and fitness. It's it's the same with your relationships. If you have a vision of how it want you want it to be. If you have a vision of how you want your body to be or how you want your marriage to be or whatever, and you do not give intentional attention to those things and assign those and work on it daily, it's not going to work out. It's not going to have, you're not going to achieve that vision. It's going to be pretty much the same as it is today, right? That's how finances work. So personal finance is about managing well the money that passes through your hands, so when you get your fingers on some money, don't just cavalierly set it aside and leave it to fate. <laughs> For hell's sake, don't just leave your money and, and hope it becomes bigger, becomes more, goes to work for you. You have to literally assign it work. So give it an assignment, make it work for you. You don't get to keep it all, right? But you need to think about can I keep more of this and assign it to work for me? So um, you don't get to keep it all, but you can you can make sure it serves you well, even the money that you have to spend and get rid of. Make sure that, you, that it serves you well, that you're maximizing that dollar. 
I want to share with you my personal budget philosophy and some of the and one of the tools that I use because I think this is important about accounting for every dollar and understanding your revenue cycle. So this is just based on salaried income. So nothing special. It's basically like, you know, the majority of people out there just collecting a paycheck on a, you know, bi-monthly basis or something like that. So personally, I use a G sheet, which is a spreadsheet in Google, if you're not familiar with G sheets. Um, and uh, it has four tabs. Okay. Tab one is labeled budget. It's got three columns on the left. Those are my expenses. So it's got planned expenses, actual expenses, and the difference. Three columns on the right side. Those are my income, planned income, actual income, and difference. So at the end of every month, I can look at those and see, did I hit my budgets? Did I save here? Did I go over here? What do I need to adjust? Tab number two, transactions. This is where I enter with categories and labels, all the expenses that I have spent throughout the month and it automatically populates into tab one so that's where those expenses that's where i actually get the actual expenses same with income so when i get a paycheck i enter it in there throw it in i get a bonus i get whatever tab number three my net worth tracker so basically it has all my debts has all my assets you know i just update that at the basically the first day of every month and it automatically calculates my net worth for me. It keeps a running total down the right side, and that way I can keep track of my net worth and what my progress is. I also have a column with my standard monthly expenses so I can understand my revenue cycle at a, kind of at a snapshot. So I can easily look into that and see like, okay, here's my total average income. Here's my fixed or semi-fixed expenses, such as like, you know, mortgage and if I have a car payment, that student loan payment or um, heating and air and and uh, utilities and stuff like that, insurance, all those things that you basically they're the same cost every month or, or very close. And so I can see like this is my minimum uh, expenses that I need to pay every month. And then the other things are adjustable, vacations and fun and entertainment and eating out and uh, sports and all that stuff. So there's kind of two ways to, to break that down. But um Tab number four, my annual tracker. So at the end of every month, I basically just copy all my expenses and I put them under the corresponding month in the tab four. And that way, at the end of the year, I can look across and see what my expenses were for every single month throughout the year. And it's also broken down by category. So I can see every category's expenses and see which things I should change uh, or adjust budgets for. So that's the simple tool that I use. I say it's simple. I guess it's a little bit complex. It has some has some uh, calculations and stuff in there that make it automatically populate in certain spots or calculate numbers. But um, if you're interested in that tool, shoot me an email and I'll I'll share it with you. So then you don't have to build your own. But um, kind of a nice little handy tool to figure out where you're at on a monthly basis and get a, a understanding of your your revenue, income, and outgo. You need to maximize the use of every dollar. Make sure it serves you well. I'm going to say that over and over. It's got to serve you well, whether that's in your, you know, the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the car you drive, or the investments you make so that it can earn you more money. So um, personally, I shoot to save about 20% of my money towards investment. So I also use multiple banks and investment accounts. 
The reason I use multiple bank accounts is so that I can designate money to certain areas. Now, some things fluctuate or they're one-off, so I don't always designate money to those things, but there are a, a lot of things that I like to make sure that that sort of rules my budget. So I can I can just designate, like I can just put automatic deposits to different bank accounts for different amounts so that I don't have to think about building up an emergency fund. I just have this small trickle of money go into a bank account I don't even look at except for to calculate my net worth. And I, you know, I don't use that bank really. So the money just trickles in there over time. It's a very small amount because it's, you know, it's already big enough that I don't feel like I have to get crazy about it. So it's just this small trickle of money into an emergency fund that's slowly building up and it's there if I need it, but it's kind of out of sight, out of mind for the most part. Um, and so that's one example. I also, uh, I use my primary bank accounts savings account as my travel fund. So what we do is we just every Monday money goes out of our checking account into that savings account. And once that savings account is big enough for whatever vacation we want to go on, we can go on it. Or if, you know, somebody invites us to something and we can go, oh, yep, we're in. We got we happen to have the money saved up. And so that kind of controls our <laughs> our desire to travel and, you know, constantly. And we, we love vacations. And so that's something that I want in an accessible account. But I also want to be able to manage it and see how much money I've got to spend there. So you can do the same thing with like, you know, a car fund, uh, a student, like an education fund. Uh, you can, I mean, there's tons, a Christmas fund, whatever. Just things that you know that are going to come up that you want to spend money on and you're going to spend money on. But um, instead of running on a credit card and then trying to pay off your credit card, start paying small mo- amounts of money into that account over time. And, and by the time the expense comes around, you're ready to go. You can pay cash. You can avoid bad debt, which would be a credit card. Now, I use credit cards for everything, but I pay them all off every day or two. So um, that's another thing to get a little bit of bonus, right? Because you can either get percentages back, cash back, or you can get travel points or sky miles, things like that. Um, So make sure you pay them off. So then I have investment accounts. So I take advantage of my employer provided, uh, you know, retirement fund and I get the match and, and do that because, I mean, anytime your employer will match your money, that's, you know, that's basically free money. That's a raise in your income. That's like, say you invest, you know, 4% or 6% and they match 50% of that. <laughs> you basically got a free 50% increase on your investment, like day one. And that is incredibly hard to come by. So take advantage of that if that's an option. So that's what I do. I put, you know, 6% in there, whatever. My employer matches part of it. And then I also have my own privately managed uh, stock market account. As you've heard me talk about a lot, I love the stock market. I've been doing it for years and it has treated me extremely well. And so I try to I also have a weekly deposit going into that account, and so uh, I can slowly buy stocks over time. So I'm always just investing in stocks in multiple accounts. 
Um, I did the same for my kids. They've got they've got investment accounts, and we try to help them put money in when they get money and things. And so that it's slowly building up. And and uh, stocks and investing and long term wealth is it's a long game. The first handful of years are not going to be exciting to you. It's going to be pretty boring. You're not going to make money that's like feels like life changing. But over time, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where you can literally quit your job, live on 4% of the interest and be just fine, have more money than you had as an employed worker. So I recommend you invest 15%. It's really between 10 and 20. Depends on where you're at, but like you got to save like 10% of your income. If you don't save at least 10% of your income over the long haul and put it in investments, you're going to have a hard time retiring probably. Unless you come up with some, um, you know, interesting, unique opportunity. But uh, I shoot for 20. And the reason is because the more money you assign to work for you, the less time you're going to have to spend working for your money and uh, or working to get more money. Right. And so that's the crazy thing is is one of my favorite books is for personal finances, the richest man in Babylon. And he, he talks about the gold coins as almost like slaves that will go to work for you. And and it's like, if you get a gold coin and you put it to work, it will work for you, earning you more gold coins, which then you can put them to work. And it just exponentially grows upon itself. And so I, I like that sort of imagery of these, all these dollar bills out there just working for me, but they don't work unless you assign them that work. So you've got to really become savvy in some industry where you can put them to work effectively. And most people don't invest in like stocks or real estate or whatever because of the risk, right? The quote unquote risk. But when it comes to risk, you decrease risk by educating yourself. And um, the reality is stock market has gone up, you know, approximately 10% over year over year for the last 50 years. Real estate's gone up, you know, I, I forget the percentage, but, um, you know, 5%, whatever, per year over the long term uh, cash has gone down about 2% year over year over the long haul so if you're holding cash because you're afraid of the risk you're guaranteeing yourself a loss of money versus putting it in the stock market which is historically shown pretty guaranteed income now i throw a caveat on in there because I'm somewhat educated in the stock market, and we have multiple indicators that say it's about to bust, right? So who knows about right now being a good time to invest or whatever. So so anyway, that's kind of my budget strategy. That's the, that's the tactical things that I use in order to make sure that my wealth is growing consistently, and it can be applied to any single person that has any income. It's not necessarily you know someone with a unique income. This is very basic stuff, and I highly encourage you to, to get after it. So a couple books that I'll recommend you read if you want to pick them up. I'll throw the links in the show notes, but it's The Richest Man in Babylon, I mentioned. Uh, you could read Everyday Millionaires. That one's phenomenal. It talks about uh, the statistics of who becomes millionaires. And it's, for the most part, the large percentage of millionaires are people that did not get you know inheritance from their parents or anything. They were from basically middle-class incomes. They had middle-class jobs, tons of like teachers and 
people that you wouldn't really assume are are on their way to being millionaires, they're millionaires. And it's mainly because they had this long-term strategy of wealth wealth building through employer-provided retirement plans and staying consistent and working on their money, keeping track of every dollar. So it's a great one. And then kind of a companion to that would be The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. But um, So those are a few books that I would suggest reading if you're into that. And remember, if you want my budget tool, just shoot me an email to bronsonwilkes at gmail.com. I'll send you that over. Um, I think that's it. We'll wrap it up. If, you, if you've enjoyed what you heard today and you're willing to help me out, please hit the subscribe button, leave me a review, and share this episode with your circles. And other than that, thanks for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, thanks for listening to the entire episode. As a token of gratitude, I want to give you a discount on my book, Ingrained. Head over to bronsonwilkes.com store and download Ingrained for less than a dollar with the coupon code GOALS, G-O-A-L-S.